I have always been fascinated by how our experiences and values shape the way we act and think. It has been in my experience that stories of resilience and passion often inspire others and spur action. In this VUCA world, it is important we figure out what it is we stand for and ultimately ask ourselves, how can we make a difference? In this episode, I speak with Katrina Lee, CEO and co-founder of Saver. She speaks about placing the customer's needs as the heart of what she does and is a strong advocate of putting your ideas into action. We discuss how Saver has leveraged on technology to alleviate the problem of food waste and insecurity in Singapore, with a focus on the underserved population. What is up, guys? You're tuned in to Radio Pals, The Sound of NUS. Today, we are being joined by Katrina Lee. She is a business major here at NUS, and she is also the CEO and co-founder of Saver, a one-stop B2B procurement and sponsorship platform in Singapore. Hi, Katrina. Hi, thanks for having me here today. <laughs> really happy to be here. Yes, I'm so happy to have you here. How has COVID been treating you? Have you been doing okay? Yep, COVID has been treating me pretty well. So even though I've been working from home, but mm -hmm. my startup has been up to like quite a lot of exciting things happening recently. Right. So just like a few weeks ago, we celebrated our first platform anniversary. Mm, how do you celebrate? So we celebrated by producing some special community videos that feature like our customers and merchants, mm -hmm. as well as like our saver like employees sharing about why they want to be a part of saver. And we also had two special e-commerce live streams where we were graced by some of like the influencers that we work with to promote savers products. Mm. Tell us more about your products and your customers. Sure. So Saver is a one-stop B2B e-procurement platform and we aim to reduce food waste and food security by offering products such as expiring, blemish and surplus food. And we also offer, apart from that, we also offer corporate gift, office supplies and event rental services. Mm, right, you sound very passionate. Is this something you've been working on for a few years? Yep, I have been working for it like for more than two years already. Right. So I started this in August 2019, mm -hmm. like in the University Entrepreneurship Club. Mm -hmm. And it started off with a very simple idea to create a mobile app that like offers expiring blemish and surplus food for sale to the general public. But we have pivoted our idea to what it is today. Mm, well, how has that changed over these two years? Yep, so it started out with talking to like merchants and customers on the grounds. So back then, we would go down to the stores and like just talk to any employee manager that mm. we can find. And even though we didn't have a product back then, we just like convinced them about like our sincerity and passion mm. to really help them to um, come up with a solution that meets their needs. And even though we got a lot of rejections at the start, so we reached out to 100, only one reply. Mm. But eventually, like, we found, like, the first 10 that believe in us. And, like, the rest is history already. <laughs> Not history, lah. We can always <laughs> learn stuff from history. It's always good to bring back history because, you know, there are learning points that other entrepreneurs can take home, right? And so that they don't make the same mistakes or they can avoid making those mistakes. Um, I want to talk about... You actually went to the ground, right? And you asked people... Um, personally with your friends is it yep so back then when i started saver it was by myself so i didn't have like a team oh. or had any product in hand so i just did up a pitch deck and then i went down to pitch to like people on the ground so i'll go down to shopping malls to like the 
uh, food and beverage places to just talk to as many people as I can. Wow. And from there, I got the feedback that I need to like constantly refine and like fine-tune my idea such that it's actually what people want and need. So you did all of that alone? Yeah. Well, where do you find the, the you know, courage and the motivation? Because this is not something everyone can do. Yeah, so back then before I started Saver, I was already doing like a few um, businesses of my own. Uh So I was previously running like a e-commerce business for around two years where Mm -hmm. I mainly like dealt with overseas suppliers to import fashion goods for like youth and young adults. But after running it for two years, I decided I actually wanted to start something like more meaningful Mm -hmm. and can make a positive impact in the community. So I decided to do a short overseas din in Myanmar where I work in a social enterprise that tackled water shortage and pollution problems there. So after attending a lot of climate change events, I got really inspired to come back to Singapore to start something that tackles like real pressing problems. And the first thing I thought of was actually food waste and food security. Mm. Because back then, I was working in the F&B industry where I saw a lot of perfectly good food being thrown away. Whereas when I was volunteering in the non-profit sector, quite a lot of beneficiaries are not getting the food that they need and want. They are getting like instant food, canned food. They want more um, access to a wider variety of nutritious food, which is why I decided to come up with a tech-enabled solution that best matched the supply and demand. Mm, wow. Okay. Um, what is your major? You're in business, right? So where did you get all the expertise and the knowledge that you need? Because I'm sure that you needed engineering skills, technology skills. Were these things that you learned in business school? I uh, know. Yeah. So yeah. I actually got to meet like my co-founder and like founding team members mm. in like various entrepreneurship school clubs, hackathons and like entrepreneurship programs. So my uh, co-founder called Mike, he's the chief technological officer in my startup. So mm. he handles the um, software development and operations while right. I handle more of the business development and partnerships. Mm. So th- I imagine that this partnership has to be strong, has to be reliable. How did you choose your partner, your, your CTO? Were there a lot of candidates or? Yep. So I will say that it's actually fate that I got to meet my co-founder. So when I was first starting out Saver, I joined every single hackathon competition that wow. exists to pitch my idea to judges. So in one of the hackathons that I joined, my co-founder was there pitching a similar idea to what I was mm. pitching. So he already developed like a tech prototype of like my idea when I've already secured like some partners for right. the idea. So when we met the hackathon, we thought like, oh, that's amazing. We can just like work together mm. and contribute like our different like skill sets to actually launch like savers like platform wow it's very lucky coincidental i think i think it's great that you grabbed the opportunity you know that was in front of you not many people actually realize that there are many opportunities around them so tell us how it's like working with someone that shares your vision and your goals i think it's pretty amazing because it's very rare that you're able to find someone who's really passionate about like saving the environment and also helping those in need while also having like the capabilities and motivations. Mm-hmm. Because like working on a startup full-time while studying full-time is definitely um, a big stretch. And sometimes you have to make a lot of sacrifices, whether it's social life or even studies yeah. to really like put in like your best efforts mm. because you can't really afford to do part-time in the startup either if you really want it to grow. Mm. So we both like came to the um, agreement that we'll give our best like for our startup and really like balancing like our priorities and time well. 
Right. Yeah, you see, you're studying full-time, as you mentioned. You still are, right? Are you yeah. going to graduate in how many months? One in year? one year's time. One year. Okay, so are you looking forward to that? Or yeah, I think... I'm really looking forward to that because my startup is currently at like the pre-seed stage now where we have already raised like some like amount of funding. Mm. But like to get our startup to the next stage, we'll need to raise like another round of funding. And that will only happen like once we graduate. Mm. Where we are able to raise from like say um venture capital firms or like angel investors. Wow. Okay, so before you graduate, you have all these commitments and workload that you have to handle. So are there any practical tips that you would give to our listeners who might be aspiring entrepreneurs or have their own startups, but they're struggling with only 24 hours a day? How do you manage all of these commitments? Yep. So what I would recommend is to actually like keep like a schedule and a calendar where you like block out time like um every day like to do the things that you need to do within like the certain time frame. So for example, like I'll have class like maybe in the afternoon. So I'll try to squeeze my classes all within like two to three days a week. And then the rest of the days and also the time outside of like class, I will just like focus on doing my startup work. Mm. But also um apart from that, I think it's really important to also um, have like some things to do outside of just work and study because like if you only focus on work and study you might quickly burn out mm. so what I find really useful is like doing like some exercise or like uh, meeting out with like friends or spending time with family because like doing a startup is a marathon it's not yeah. a sprint <laughs> so it's really about taking care of like your health and not just neglecting it for like growing your startup because eventually that will keep you like continuously motivated even when times get rough. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing your, your wisdom. And you are someone with a, a whole host of startup experience, right? I mean, you're you're very well-versed in this area. What is one thing that you thought was true, but then you realized wasn't, you know, throughout this journey? Mm, okay, so when I first started out, I thought that it would be a really like lonely journey where... I will not be considered good enough as I was a student entrepreneur, whereas there are many founders out there with years of experience. But what I learned is that like in the entrepreneurship scene in Singapore, there's a very like pay it forward kind of mentality. So when I approach like mentors like on LinkedIn, like through like just sliding into their DMs or like if I meet them at like networking events, a lot of people are more than happy to actually give you advice, give you like um support and link you up with like the right people. So mm. it's actually about taking the initiative, not being scared of like asking for help and really just putting yourself out there because a lot of people actually appreciate the courage and also like the perseverance you take to actually get to where you need to be. Mm. So don't be afraid. Yeah, just like do it. <laughs> Thanks for being so encouraging. I like that you are surrounded with a lot of encouraging people and peers, but it is also true that there are people who try to, you know, bring you down and some people who don't trust in your vision, trust in your capabilities. Is is that true for you? Or is everyone just super supportive? Oh yeah. So I think at the start when I didn't have like a team or product, a lot of people will have like doubts and question whether like my idea would like succeed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So even like the early like merchants and customers that I talked to back then, a lot didn't believe in my idea. But they eventually like changed their mind and came around after they saw like my startup was growing and gaining a lot of traction. So I will say, right, sometimes people might give you like constructive criticism, but 
every like feedback, good or bad, is good for you to like learn and see how you can improve from there. So even though I've launched like my platform already, it's not the end. In mm. fact, it's only the beginning. Yeah. I'm still constantly gathering feedback to like further improve it. Mm. Yeah. And the work and the, the, the path that you take is not easy. Do you have a role model? Someone you look up to? Yep. So I really look um, up to my mentors. So back then when I was first starting out, so I would actively seek out like entrepreneurs who are in the foodway scene. And then I'll hear about like their stories of really like roughing it out, getting a lot of rejections and like also the failures that they have had and what they'll advise me to like um take. So I think I learned a lot from like my mentors because they have been in the space earlier than me. So the topic of sustainability and food waste has only like gained traction in recent years, but a lot of them started way before like it was like um say trendy in that sense. Mm. So they faced a lot more difficulties convincing people to come on board. But I think the time when I started out stable was also a pretty good time where like the like, a lot of stakeholders were getting more supportive and receptive towards like the idea of having like technical solutions that reduce food waste. Mm. And with all these stakeholders, I am sure there are conflicts in agenda, conflicts in expectations. How do you manage all of that? Yep. So when I was building up Saver, there was definitely a lot of like conflicting like feedback from like my external stakeholders. So some external stakeholders might not agree with like the um commissions that we are charging or some might not agree with even the website like design itself but we have learned to like take um every feedback in stride so we probably won't implement every feedback that's given to us but we will actually like lay out the feedback and see like what is more critical and essential to us at the moment and then mm. we focus on implementing that first and then the other feedback is something that we can like focus perhaps more in the longer term mm. so you take every piece of feedback seriously so i just want to find out you're a woman in this industry. How many women are there? Is it a significant proportion? I would say that right now, like, I think it's very heartening to meet, like, more female entrepreneurs, mm. like, entering into the scene. But I think back when I was starting out, I came to realise a lot of my mentors were actually male and a lot of, like, the um, directors and bosses of, like, the external stakeholders that I was meeting were, yeah, mostly male. But... I think when I meet them, I don't really like go in thinking like I'm a female, but mm. rather I just go in thinking, yes, yeah, so I have this solution and you have all these problems. I right. want to be able to help you to solve okay. it. So I think going in with that, that mindset, like it doesn't matter like what gender mm. I'm at or like what kind of gender they are, but it's really about like um caring for people at the end of the day and doing your best. Mm. Yeah, Right. I totally agree. It's not about your gender. It's about what you bring to the table, right? But I just want to find out as a woman, perhaps do you maybe say face any form of discrimination just because you were a woman and that people thought, oh, you're females inferior. Was that a thing or is it thankfully not? I think in Singapore's like society, thankfully there's not a lot of like gender discrimination. Mm. I think the discrimination I face more is like when people learn that I'm still a student and ah. not someone who has many years of like industry experience. Because usually the external stakeholders I'm meeting are like 40 to 50 year old like mm. um senior executives in their company who have like years of experience. So sometimes they might ask like, oh, who are you like to like um advise me to do things if like you have only been in this industry for like one or two years mm. but for me I always take things in my stride so I will always like actively like learn more about the industry and even ask them to share their advice with me because it's always good to be open-minded because 
sometimes they are like your greatest critics can be your greatest mentors. Mm. Some of the constructive feedback is actually very good mm. for you to improve yourself. Yeah, so it's very important to be open-minded and willing to learn. I mean, after all, we should learn from people who have more experience because we, we, we don't want to make the same mistakes. So then I was reading your LinkedIn profile and a few people commented that you are very industrious, very hardworking, very motivated. Now, where is all this energy coming from? What motivates you? Yep, so I think that when I started Saber, I never expected Saber to like get to where it is today. So it really started out purely as a school project, but I didn't realize that it can grow to like something much more. And when I speak to like my customers and merchants every day and like they tell me like um their positive like feedback about how like Saber's platform is actually making a good um impact on like their lives, mm-hmm. it really warms my heart and like knowing that like what you're doing is actually going towards positively impacting the community is what motivates me and like my team also to really see like all the efforts that you're putting in is actually creating tangible impact. Mm. Yeah, that's nice. Do people come up to you and thank you for the work that you're doing? Yep. So we do get like a lot of like comments, like whether it's from our customers, merchants, or even like the general public, which discovers like Saber, like um, through like the events or like the media features that we have. Yeah. So I think it's really nice that apart from just like benefiting customers and merchants, we've been also putting out a lot of like educational content, like on social media, and we also organize webinars like for industry professionals to attend. So it's also about like um raising awareness about like the issues and building interest towards it. Mm. I had a previous guest on here just now and he was talking about value adding to your community, right? As a passion for what you do. So I, I'm really hearing a lot of that and just giving back to the community with educational resources and seminars. So I'm really grateful and thank- thankful that you guys are doing that. So... In what ways does Save Saver differentiate itself from its competitors, and and how how does it add value that is distinctive, you know, to the industry? Yep. So how we distinguish ourselves from our competitors is really by being like the first and only like platform in Singapore with really like differentiated offerings and also targeting often underserved and overlooked partners. So a lot of like the competitors that we see they target mainly like school clubs or like companies, but not really like non-profit organizations. So we actually went to speak to like different kinds of B2B customers and see which um particular organizations are more underserved. And then we target those especially. Mm. Yes. And also like um what really makes us like stand out is by putting our customers' needs at the heart of what we do at Saver. So it's not about like um what solution we are like um developing, but rather like oh, how are we able to better meet our customers' needs? Mm. So our solution actually evolves with like our customers' needs rather than the other way around. Right. So you mentioned that your solution evolves, so it's constantly changing. What can we expect from Saver in the next few years? Yep, so currently right now, Singapore, uh, Saver is like based in the Singapore market, but we plan to actually expand beyond Singapore's market to like Southeast Asia market, like in two to three years time. Mm. So right now we have like um some overseas merchants who are like shipping products to our Singapore customers. But we do have a lot of like inquiries from like overseas merchants and customers asking us to bring Saber to their market because mm. they see our solution value adding. Because currently right now I think in a lot of like Southeast Asian countries there's not really a solution like Saber there yet. And also we have been expanding beyond like just our platform to also like doing group buy. So um 
last time like a lot of our bulk discounts like for expiring blemish and surplus food is only for companies, organizations and school clubs, but now we've expanded to individuals where they can enjoy bulk discounts through like goodbye orders. Mm. So right. it's really coming out with more ways to reallocate all these expiring blemish and surplus food to like those who will see a need for it. Right. I I like that, you know, you want to spread this solution and this disdain for food insecurity to the global market, right? And my previous guest also has his business trying to expand the global market. So I feel like it's a whole other ball game and it sounds very stressful, but I wish you all the best. Are there any challenge? What is the most prominent challenge that you're facing right now? Yep. So I think one of the most prominent challenges I'm facing right now is probably like scaling up like my business like fast enough. So I think definitely like we have like a pretty talented team of like individuals who are like working hard to like really grow the company. Yeah, but like expanding to another market is like a whole different ballgame as you mentioned. Yeah. So it takes like having local market knowledge, um resources there to really be on the grounds to know how's the situation they like because you can't really copy and paste like what works in the Singapore market to like another like um overseas market. Mm. So I think on that side, we have a lot of work cut out for us, yeah. but we've been speaking with a lot of mentors, um, accelerator programs, and also just people on the ground overseas just to get a better understanding. Mm. Cool. So if you could sum up the work that you do in a single sentence, how would you do that? Yeah, so Saver in a nutshell aims to reduce food waste and food security while mm. also empowering organizations with savings via digitalization. Yeah, and just a random curious question. Why is the exclamation mark behind the name? Oh, okay. So just to share with you like the inspiration for Saver. So it has its origins in food. But we also um thought the meaning is actually like enjoying like things to the fullest, which is what we want like our customers and merchants to feel when they use our platform. Mm. And it's also a pun for like save more and also like save the earth. Ah. Yeah, and also why we added the exclamation mark is because you want to feel like joy and yeah. excitement, right. you know, when you <laughs> see like stable. That's good. That's good. I, I, I too want to feel joy and an excitement and I'm pretty sure I'm going to go to your website. You have the group buy thing for individuals, right? Yeah. So then I, I can also use the service? Yep, you can. Right, okay, cool. So what are some product offerings that you have on your website? Just food, food only, is it? I uh, know. So we have like food products such as like um Gongcha, like uh, um, okay. Eureka popcorn, um yeah, Sun Tzu San like Tao Kinoi snacks. Nice. Yeah, so we have quite <laughs> a lot of well known local snack favorites okay. that like perhaps listeners like you will be familiar with. Yeah. And they are available at exclusive discounts from like twenty percent to ninety percent off. Wow. So it's cheaper than what you can get in retail stores. Sounds very tempting. I will be going on your website. So uh to our viewers, uh if you're interested to learn more about Saver, you can visit www.saverapp.co. That is www.savourapp.co. And you can also sign up for a free account there to start shopping for your favorite snacks. So if you apply the coupon code WMB2021 at the checkout, you will get $5 off your first order. This is valid till 31st October 2021. You can also follow Saver on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, or Telegram at 
Savia.sg to keep up to date on the latest happenings. So thank you, Katrina, for coming to on my show. Is there any piece of advice you'd like to leave with my NUS listeners today? People, some of them who might be aspiring entrepreneurs or others who are just simply struggling with their workload. Is there any advice you want to give them? Yep. So my advice like for those who are listening is to really like be open-minded and always like just keep a lookout for like opportunities. And if like there's something that you always wanted to do but you're not sure whether to like um make the first move, just like do it. Yeah, that's like the motto that I live by. Because like in a sense you only live once and sometimes the opportunity will not come again the second time. Mm-hmm. So if you really do have an idea you want to try, like just go for it and see where that takes you. Because yeah. like you won't really know like what the future brings, but like if you just um give it your shot and like do the best you can, eventually you might yeah, yeah. launch a pretty successful startup. Who knows? <laughs> Thank you. That's very encouraging because me personally I'm also venturing into something new which is this radio show. This is my first show, so thank you for coming on as my guest. Uh, I take that as you having faith in me. So yeah, thank you for being so inspiring. Thank you for coming on my show. And yeah, thank you to the listeners. If you want to find Katrina on her social media, where can they find you? So if you're interested to connect with me, you can do so on LinkedIn. Yep, so you can just search Katrina Lee. I'm sure you'll find me. Okay, yeah. And her company is S-A-V-O-U-R with an exclamation point. Don't forget that. So I hope you listeners will leave feeling happy and bubbly and just optimistic about life, even if there is COVID. So thank you so much for listening in. Goodbye. <laughs>